0: Yeah, yeah. The uh, basketball-playing mules story we will get to at some point. Andy and I were we're putting Commander and Chimp um, just off to the side. We're we're noodling with an idea of basketball-playing donkeys that we stumbled into during uh, the pre-show meeting. That we'll, we'll we'll try to flesh that out at some point today.
1: Yeah, and just to make it clear, we are not talking about NBA players or you know human beings. Sitting atop a donkey while playing basketball, right. we have that essentially. It's called polo. <laughs> exactly. And if you're into polo, that's your thing. Go watch polo. We are talking about donkeys playing <laughs>
0: basketball, using their hooves to dribble.
1: Think
2: like Gus.
0: Airbags. Yeah,
1: right. Yes. Th-
2: think
0: Gus from the early '70s turned 2023. Yes. Yeah. That's that, what we can do. Li- it's a sit- Look, it is essentially like <laughs> the- <laughs> that. It's That's like the, the Air bug universe expanded. <laughs> it's
1: the it's the universe expanded for animals playing sports. I like it. Is it yeah. only
3: against other donkeys, or is it kind of at God, all Emily? Animals?
0: Why do you do this? <laughs> She Why doesn't, do you do this? I, she's so, she's not, not going to be a part only? of our production team. Like, no. She's the, she's the foil. You, what we should do is bring her in to kind of hone our own ideas by pressing back against ours that we have an idea. And it, what is it? Iron sharpens iron, Emily? That right. your, your resistance to our ideas but makes our to ideas my stronger. But
3: question Is it only donkeys playing other donkeys or is it donkeys versus chimps? Is it donkeys versus humans?
0: No. Stop! You're you're. I
4: refuse to engage in your (laughs) ridiculous hypotheticals. I was on board with Commander and Chimp, but this kind of sounds like a ripoff of Gus. It is. (laughs)
0: okay
4: Yeah, we're not listening to the top where (laughs) Travis said. Yeah, in in the vein of Gus, it it is a ripoff
0: of Gus, which I feel still is not getting its. It's proper due forty (laughs) five years after its uh, screen. We're working on the reboot. Well, like most of the cast is no longer (laughs) with us, so we'd have to recast the uh, the entire thing along the way. Is
3: it Gus's child?
0: Gus's revenge. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, okay. We do this like you know how
1: Creed. He keeps fighting the sons of all of Rocky's (laughs) former opponents or adversaries. That sort of thing. Gus maybe is either the new Gus, is the son of the original Gus. He's living in his father's shadow. Yes. But
3: couldn't kick. Like, wasn't a good football player, so had to do basketball. I I
0: feel like we're missing a step. I think what it is... So Gus is the the field goal kicking mule, right? So Gus's son hated sports because his father was always away winning Super Bowls and things like that so he actively <laughs> went away from the sport and his mother would never let him try any of these sports forced him to stay away from sports very similar and, by the way to what Adonis Creed's it, mother there, was trying to do what I'm him. saying yes. and then all of a sudden he discovered he has this talent he's not quite sure where it comes from and then one day he's in the attic and yes, in this movie, Mules are in the attic mm. and he sees an old scrapbook, an old NFL Films episode of Gramps kicking game-winning field goals and it's that's where it comes from. And now we're off. And now here we go again, Gus 3.0. Okay. Right? I like
1: this. I like this. See, you
0: got to you got to you got to just get the wheels turned. Well, around. and also, I mean, this
1: has real drama. <laughs> I mean, the, the, this has a real Family angst to it, like this is something that we as humans can relate to. At the end of
0: the day, we're all the same. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. We 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 all struggle, and there's always that push and pull with fathers is, and sons. Yeah. Honestly, it's a Tom Cruise movie with a donkey. <laughs>
3: And he just wishes that his dad was there. He just wishes that yeah. he could see him achieve this level of but success. He's also,
0: you're, but he's also struggling with the fact that his father never wanted him to participate in sports to begin with, and that mm-hmm. his grandfather would be very ex- proud of him, but he's worried about alienating his father. They haven't spoken in a long time because he decided to go follow the path of kicking feet. Fi- it basically writes is itself
3: is this uh, up to the level of professional like nba or is this like college level or is it high school level that gus 3.0 is competing oh he's
0: at? a pro like he's, he has the gift right he's just one of these things he realized like he went out and messed around in in high school one time and all of a sudden he couldn't miss he's like well i got to i mean this well the is, other thing too we do. we need to
1: age him up to a point where He's an adult. He's supposed to know what he's doing with his life. He's
0: got a family. He right. runs. A, he runs a small tax
1: business. Right. So at some point, it's like you know, <laughs> bleep or get off the pot. Like yes. you got. You got to figure out. Are you going to become? a professional basketball-playing donkey, or are you just gonna move into the corporate world like everyone else? Like, you know, just take this totally conventional <laughs> route. Yeah, sell out, exactly. <laughs> so
3: does he shoot with his nose or with his front hooves?
0: Emily, he kicks it oh, into the basket. It's like you're not even paying attention.
3: <laughs> I'm playing, pay- okay, you can't kick just a Just when
0: bas- we think we have you, Emily, just
1: when it seems like you are totally in rhythm with these projects, just, you throw out uh, these.
3: But it's against the rules to kick in basketball.
1: Actually, it's not. It actually isn't against the rules. I be- so what's I, the rule then? I believe you can get the ball in any way you want. I actually
0: don't think you have to shoot it in. We, we can take some poetic license. Let me we look can, this up. We, we can figure out a way that maybe it's a human can't kick it into the net, but a donkey, because he does not have arms... Could only can kick it in. I might be confusing <laughs> volleyball rules. I, yeah, I do kick it in volleyball. you can, you kick, can it kick, kick it in kick volleyball. volleyball. Yes, yeah, so I think
3: you can't kick it in basketball because it's called, you know, if, it, if yeah. you kick it out of the bounds, it gets called they, against the other team. They rewind the clock. So that's why it would be like if you do it with your nose... But that's you always put it... a
0: pass. That's not... <laughs> can you kick... I don't think you can kick the basketball. You cannot. Yeah. You cannot. I don't think that's... Look, we're going to come up with our own Look, league all... that is created specifically for Gus. Listen,
1: all Gus the donkey has to do, you get both hooves around the ball. You press it together. And press it squirts it out? <laughs> no, you press it up, pick it up, launch it. Like, you're not going to get a lot of rotation. Like, you really, it's a touch. So the, the, all about the touch. The
0: skill that he got from his grandfather, the field goal kicker, is just general athletic ability yes. as opposed to the ability
1: to kick? Yeah, well, look, he he's an athlete. <laughs> it's in his blood. There's nothing he can do about this. At some point, he can't deny it. But at the same time, he wants to have some type of space. I like Some this. type of difference between... His father and his grandfather, <laughs> you know, the destiny of kicking field goals. He wants to be his own donkey. He, well, that's why he picks a
0: different sport. Right? The, the, exactly. It's, it's athletics, but it's not football, so he can live his own life. Exactly. It's, it's from you, Dad. We need a we need a love interest. <laughs> we need somebody that's got his best interest, whether he's whether he's playing or not. I still love you, Gus. <laughs> <laughs> we need we need that scene where she says, "I don't care if well, you can't his, make a basket." His donkey wife is, frankly, the wife we wish we all had. <laughs> Or she could be like Adrian and be the ones like, why are you always rooting against her? You can't win! You can't win! (laughs) She's the worst. She's the worst. No,
1: no, 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 no. I think, actually, Adrian, in the grand scheme of things,
0: she put up with a lot. Look, those robot butlers that Rocky had don't buy themselves. He needs to get in the ring with some of those tomato cans to buy them. Right, but she, as she noted,
1: they had more money than they ever needed. And in the beginning... She's actually the one that convinced him to get into the ring with Creed. But there comes a point where it's like, I don't want to
0: watch you get your face kicked in. Over and over, when it's not needed, did they not realize the more he got punched, the smarter he got? That by the time we got to the third movie, he was basically a senator. He did grow much more sophisticated and much better haircuts. He, he he went from having the satin tiger jacket into being a a statesman. Basically, by the time we got to Rocky Four, it, it it was a
1: weird thing. And and ironically, in real life there was more focus increasingly
0: on Stallone not seeming smart. (laughs) Which, in reality, he actually is pretty smart. Well, sure. He's he's had multiple, like genre defining characters that uh he's he's gone to the well several times on and made a very nice living doing it his his hair grew increasingly more sophisticated and higher right and higher until
1: rocky 5 in which case remember he lost all the money right he went back to poor hair
0: right well then he had then he had been a little punchy at that point it's it's a very complicated storyline rocky
1: balboa which is essentially rocky 6 that thing's unwatchable I try, I remember don't she think a, I adrian's saw. gone he has the restaurant that's named after adrian oh boy
0: it's, it's that's, a bummer. i'm glad i missed that one <laughs> that sounds bad uh sean weller on twitter says trav are you guys seriously making reference to gus the field goal kicking mule yes sean yeah. what, what part of that is unclear look, look this this is what
1: happens when sliwa isn't here we take the show in a very different direction Here's
0: an idea. DW says Gus wins the championship, goes to the White House for the meet and greet, and the president, Bobo, Commander and Chip. This that's a
3: post credit scene. I think I want it to be like post credit where you have to stay in the theater longer so you can see the 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 crossover. This is your
1: Easter egg. (laughs) This this is your post credits Easter egg. Have to know the
3: auteurs that created it. Yeah, know that they are connected.
0: And this is setting up your multiverse. So we're getting good ideas here. Rich A wants to know who Gus's best friend is. If you have everybody but Emily is allowed to offer okay. story ideas in this because you are you're, you're resistant to the project. Em, I I I, I need I, just
3: get, I need positive reinforcements.
0: Questions. I need somebody that has vision about the project. So if you're on Twitter at Travis Rogers at Cam Brothers, you can send those to us. Um, and Emily, you. I guess you can participate a little bit, but I need I need a positive frame of mind from you. Think, so Emily, it, think before you ask. That's all we ask. Think his, before you ask. Is
3: his friend a human or a donkey?
0: I think that's okay. That's a logical question. Good question. Good question. I really think it could go either
1: way. It well, I'll tell you what it can't be. It can't be an ogre. Or else we're going to get sued by DreamWorks. <laughs> yeah, that, that's a, but so, okay. So think, can't
0: be an ogre. Think can't buy me love. Okay, so he's got this group of friends that are not particularly popular, and they're hanging out, but they're true friends. They yeah. care about each other. They're part of it. And then all of a sudden, Gus starts knocking down threes. And now the cool kids want to hang out with him. So he's got a little bit of, I could hang out with my old donkey pals, but I got this really <laughs> Your cute Your side, my side. It's all BS.
3: Also, we know we have a lot of talented people that listen to this show. So if anybody has any mock-ups of what this might look like, what the uh, DVD yeah. cover would look like, what the poster might look like, if you have any suggestions on like, that, you should
1: if go. Jay, if Jay Moore wants to sign on for like a three-picture deal, <laughs> yes. attaching himself, like he could, he could be... The president in commander and champ. He could also be Gus's coach in. Ah. Like, Jay Moore, I believe, has that type of versatility. Oh, he's got
0: range. And and connections. Yes. They need the connections. I, I think the connections are important To Look, the, the movie's basically made. We just got to write the script. I yes. think John
3: Voigt should play the other team's coach, like the oh, evil team's coach. Evil coach? coach. Okay. Yes.
0: Nat. Welcome hey, to the team, Emily. I'm Welcome stuff. to the That's team. That's good. These are very, very good ideas along the way. um I don't know if you've seen me move around a ton today, but I played pickleball yesterday. Huge mistake. That's coming up next. It's Travis Lee, seven ten ESPN. nicely done taylor i feel like this is how all movies are made (laughs) just a kernel of a good idea and Mm -hmm. the next thing you know we've kind of created the entire universe well you brainstorm yes like you
1: get an idea and you don't let go of it just keep turning it around turning it around
3: storyboard to like make that whole uh wall back there just a storyboard so you have like little index cards
0: i like it i like it um pickleball tournament is coming up the inaugural pickleball madness tournament march 18th 10 a.m till 4 p.m of course we are at milescore park in fountain valley lots of seating still available reserve seating you can register at espnla.com of course it is open to everybody that would like to come all the spots to play in the tournament have been filled a big thank you to johnsonville Huffy, and zico coconut water there's going to be tvs to watch all the college basketball papa shot pickleball demos there's a kid zone there's a beer garden there's complimentary food and drinks. There's a DJ Entertainment, prizes, giveaways, 360 Photo Booth. There's a lot going on, including us playing pickleball.
1: I am very, very happy to hear about this coconut water yes. being on hand because I feel
0: like a lot of us are going to need it. You're going to need some hydration. Yeah. You're going to need to make sure that your uh, your bodies are functioning properly. Mm-hmm. Because, and here's... I've been playing a little bit, right? I've been playing a little bit of pickleball, trying to get ready for, for this thing, simply because... I don't know the game, and I'm trying to learn the game and learn what works and what doesn't work and and all those sorts of deals, and just get out there and get a little exercise and have some fun along the way. Go out with my buddy Brad yesterday to play pickleball. We played three games to 11, okay? I won't won't ask you at this point, uh, Andy, to recap the scoring system, because I know that that's probably not a a good question for you at this point, Um, however the game takes let's call it 20 minutes to play so we played for a little bit more than an hour we played three games i went zero and three got my clock cleaned in two of the three games so this was not good to begin with i walked to the pickleball courts near my house i i I played the match it's fine i feel good enough And as I'm walking home, I notice that my knee is starting to bother me a little bit. It's a little like rusty, for lack of a better. It doesn't bend quite the way that it's supposed to. By the time I get home, it's more or less seized up to where I can't bend it at all. Now here we are. I iced it last night. I've taken all of the pills. I've done all these. I get up this morning, put my feet on the ground, getting out of the bed, and hear an audible pop out of my right knee. Ooh. It hurts every time I bend it at this point. So, Team uh, Thick Van Exel is going to be operating at a disadvantage that I can barely move today. And this is after playing pickleball for one hour. It's a lot of pressure on Sliwa. <laughs> and who I would bet my bottom dollar has not touched a racket or paddle yeah. at this point.
1: Yeah, you know, i I would like to practice... And I I mean, and by practice, I mean actually play pickleball. I've never played pickleball in my life. I've seen it played one time. And there was a little while, because, you know, obviously I signed up to do this. It's going to be a lot of fun. These type of events are always really, really enjoyable. I don't think like I'm going to win this thing or ever come close to winning it. (laughs) No, I'm not looking to win. Right. I'm looking to survive. Right. There's too many people who've actually played. So for a while, I was like, look, you know, if I don't ever play pickleball and I just step on the court and have to wing it, so be it. But I keep hearing now from people about either how strenuous it is, how
0: hard it well, is. We were talking about it yesterday. You're like, well, this is like an injury-free sport. Apparently not. Apparently there is. It, maybe I got hurt on the walk home. Maybe it was some of the stairs coming out of the park that, that triggered this entire thing. But I am I am in a great deal of distress today, and that's after playing moderately aggressively for one hour. Uh, and and probably, this is the third or fourth time that we've played. I'm a
1: little concerned now. i ha- I had not been concerned at all. But between hearing, you know, Mace and Bergman and Jorge talk about how difficult it is and now hearing about you getting injured from basically playing pickleball once, I am concerned now. Like I keep going back to I got hurt during the uh, ESPN celebrity basketball mm-hmm. game. Granted it was me playing too hard. but, <laughs> When I leave it out on the court, Andy. (laughs) When I enter these situations, a competitiveness does take over. Like you actually want to do well. And it led to me
0: like hurting myself during this game. What do you think was the contributing factor to my particular injury? Just my age, my general lack of not playing sports like that very often, or me being significantly overweight? Which of those things is the deciding factor? D. <laughs> yeah, I had a feeling. D. I had a feeling. That's a, a, exactly what it is. So, I don't know. We'll see. Maybe Maybe it's a 24-hour thing like the flu. <laughs> maybe <laughs> well, it'll heal itself. I mean, were you taking like inflammatory, anti-inflammatories? I've taken, I've taken more than my fair share of Advil from about six o'clock yesterday till this morning like by the time the
1: tournament actually is here are you going to be like on a straight-up painkiller diet
0: oh I'm going to start taking the needle I'm going to basically nice. do with guys like Patrick Mahomes in the Super Bowl I'm sure when he re-aggravated that high ankle sprain going into the the locker room at halftime and he probably you know got right so to speak I, I think I'm going to what be a, getting right this what about, this will help Thank oh you, yeah a fair gun here Ooh, those oh, things yeah. are great excellent
1: what about like a PRP or like a blood spin? Uh, maybe I'll take a quick trip to Germany yes. to get that done. Like wasn't
0: Kobe the one that
1: would Kobe, go to Germany? Kobe Kobe was that the done? first guy. There there have been more NBA players since, but Kobe was doing it back when it was new and I'm not sure legal in the US. <laughs> Like, it may be now. It may actually be now, but I think then it was not something that was approved of in this country.
0: I don't know how to turn this off, Carlo, and it's basically going crazy. <laughs> it's so, great. Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's operating at its lowest speed right now. I tried to turn it off, and it felt like a lawnmower was in my hand, and I don't know how to turn it off. But I want you to leave this here, but I need you to show me how to turn it off. I'm very technologically advanced. What do you think I, I highly advanced? recommend Oh, that was complicated. Thank
1: you, <laughs> Carlo. Highly recommend a Theragun. If you if you have uh, the means and the access,
0: they work. All right, so the Lakers have today off, tomorrow off, back on the court on Thursday against the Warriors. They are five games under five they They've got 23 games left. LeBron James has called them the 23 most important games of his career, regular season games. I find that very, very hard to believe. Um, however, it's interesting because when they made the trade – We're at the point now where they're either going to have to go win games or it's a wrap, right? Because for a long time it was, are they going to make a trade? Who are they going to make a trade for? Is Russell Westbrook on the way out? Who else is on the way out? Et cetera, et cetera. Well, it's done. Trade deadline's in the rearview mirror. You've acquired your new players. And generally speaking, everybody agrees that you're better than you were prior to these deals. Now you got to go win games. Even if they win 14 or 15 and there's remaining 23 games that puts them right around 500 is that good enough to get in does everybody else have to back up because the numbers that you look at people that predict these things just about everybody that has mathematical models on how this thing is going to shake out has them much more likely to miss completely than to get in that that doesn't feel right but the math is what the math is and they're more likely to miss than make yeah there there's two ways you can look at this you can talk about the odds that you were
1: that you were getting into in terms of people projecting this stuff sites like that basketball reference for example for through their projections they say the lakers have the eighth toughest schedule remaining in the west and as far as the teams that they are currently chasing right now the only team with a tougher schedule as the Timberwolves. Mm-hmm. Warriors is slightly easier than them. Everyone else that they are directly chasing, easier schedule. Basketball reference gives them a 5.7% chance of making the playoffs, 6.4%
0: of just getting the 10 seed. 538, uh, the site So just so I understand this, 6.5% chance to get into the top 10. Mm-hmm. Okay? So we're talking a 93.5% chance that they miss? According to basketball reference.
1: Now, you go to 538, they've got two different projection styles. One is the Raptor, which is essentially on the strength of the players that you have and how you expect them to perform. The other one, the ELO, is basically just team strength, head-to-head results, margin of victory, just stuff that has happened and your opponents. The Raptor has them with a 36% chance of making the playoffs, and the ELO has an 18%. Interesting though, with the first one, they have better odds according to five thirty eight the Raptor projection than the Blazers, the Thunder, and the Jazz. All, all ahead teams, of them. all teams they're chasing. With the Elo, it's just the Blazers. What is though? I think something that can give Laker fans optimism though. This road is going to be difficult to get to the play in, and then hopefully the playoffs. Like there's no way around it. Even the rosiest projections has them less likely to make it than more likely. But if they do manage to get into the playoffs, it means by definition they're playing really well. Like they cannot back into it. It is basically mathematically impossible unless like three or four teams ahead of them go 2-21, and 21, something like that. Like they can't back into it. They have to play well. So if they make the playoffs, it probably means this version of them is a pretty good team.
0: It also means they become the proverbial team that nobody wants yeah. to play, right? Because to get from where they are to where yes. they even if they're somewhere between 7 and 10, you get into the field of 8, not only have you had to work your way back from a, you know, outside the the line number to inside the line to winning either one or two play-in games, right? You're now in a situation where you're hot. Not only are you better than you were, you're hot. You you you've been starting, what is it, twenty two? Twenty starting on the twenty third, from the twenty third until we get into that first, second week of April when the playoffs start, you need to be hot. I don't know if they can be hot for that long. We haven't seen it at any point, but to your point, if they get in, almost without exception, it means that they've played really well to get to that. Remove point. the almost. It's impossible. Like, save
1: a massive collapse by four or five teams where they have, like, a 10% winning percentage Mm -hmm. over the next 20-something games, however many each team individually has, it's impossible. Like, the Lakers are too
0: far behind. They have to pass, at minimum, three teams. Yeah. At minimum. They have... Directly ahead of them is Portland by a game and a half. Utah, also a game and a half ahead of them. Uh, Oklahoma City, two games ahead of them. If they pass all three of those teams, they're in the 10th spot. Right. So, again, they have to be playing well. They're,
1: They're either going to be playing well enough that you look at them and say, all right, forget the overall record. This is a good team. Or they can't make it. Or, you know what? They might even be playing well but the math is just too big
0: to overcome. I, I, I know all the reasons why they won't make it, right? That Anthony Davis d- gets hurt again, that he underperforms, that the pieces that they brought in don't gel exactly the way that you'd like, and they just never really find a rhythm. In a there's very, not enough time. There's not enough time. I, I, I understand all the – this feels like one of the ten best teams in the Western Conference. As currently constructed, it feels like one of the ten best teams. Maybe there's not enough runway to get in there, but it's – just enough runway it feels like to maybe sneak in in that 8 9 or 10 range I mean, they, and now all of a sudden here we go as a new look version of themselves they've won
1: two of the three games they played i know the warriors did not have steph, steph. but the lakers didn't have lebron right and that, i mean that's a wash they beat who did they lose to portland they lost, they lost to, portland. to portland yeah and that was a weird game like portland was so incredibly hot from behind the arc to begin that game like, the Lakers just put themselves too far behind the eight ball to really catch up. But they've won two or three games.
0: Well, it doesn't help that when you give everybody wide-open looks all night long. There's hot, and then there's hot without any defense. Yeah, at That's some
1: point, a- it's like, you know, maybe Matisse Thievel is going to make this shot. <laughs>
0: yeah, at some point, everybody's making maybe, it. Maybe These Tybal are NBA guys. Is- Unguarded NBA players make some threes along with Let's try a quick phone call. Let's go to Chino Hills and David. David, you're on with Trav and Andy. What's up?
5: Uh, I had a quick idea for your uh, Gus movie. Yeah. Nice. I looked it up. Uh, uh, Dante's lived like 27 to 40 years. So if we're looking at this right, this is definitely going to be, I think, Gus's grandson. Yes. And if his son is moved away from sports, but I think what you do is you kind of take some stuff from the movie Coco. Where their family like <laughs> forgot their love of music, but now you're looking at this family's forgot its love of sports. Yes, and so the grandson who's like been hiding his love for for the game because his family's been denying it. He finds an old instead of NFL jersey; it's the DFL jersey, an old dusty donkey football league jersey <laughs> up in the, the attic. What is this? this is belonging to my grandpa, and then he falls in love, finds all of his natural ability. But the end of the movie is a montage of him growing up, going through or like elementary school to middle school to college, all the way to the NFL, and there's a PFL, and then $100 million opening weekend, and you're done.
0: Thank you, David. I mean, not a dry eye in the house at the end of that. No, I mean, look, who doesn't like a donkey montage? I think that we can all agree that the one thing that is a guaranteed tearjerker is donkeys kicking field goals and shooting hoops played to sad music. Well, especially generation by generation. You you, you get the rights to cats in the cradle. (laughs) He said something interesting that I think we have to make an important plot decision right now. Is modern Gus playing sports clandestinely away from the family to avoid the wrath of his sports-hating father, or has he never played at all because his dad forbid it, and now he kind of stumbles into it later in life? I'd go neither.
1: I would have him avoiding sports because he's looking for his own identity, but in the process is essentially denying his own destiny. (laughs) That's the way I would do it. Personally, all
0: right. we 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 need to we need to kick that around. But I but I,
1: I first of all, I just appreciate the way David recognizes the emotional resonance. Plus, he did animal husbandry research that he figured out how long donkeys live. So this is an important part of the well, movie. He, he saved in the budget. Like normally, you'd, we'd have to hire someone like that. That work's already been done.
0: <laughs> an AI created poster for Commander and Chimp. We have that. Yes, we do. All right, that's coming up next. Wow, Slee, seven ten ESPN.
5: But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at (laughs)
0: LQ.com. Taylor's on it today. So I just picture him rising up behind the line, (laughs)
1: letting
0: it go. Soft fade to Gramps in the crowd, single donkey tear
1: <laughs> rolling
0: down his snout. <laughs> I just, I feel, and then the ball rims out. It doesn't go in, but Gramps softly gallops onto the court, <laughs> rises up on his hind legs. Well, because it's
1: not about the and win Donkey win. embraces young Gus. It's not about the winner or the loss. It's about the family. It's about the family. It's about the family. You think it's about basketball. No. It's about a donkey family. No, by the, by the end of this movie, and really by the end of this, dare I say, trilogy, <laughs> you understand what it's really all about. Are we going to do shooting on
0: all three of these simultaneously like the old Back to the Future movies <laughs> where we just we make them all at the same time is <laughs> <just> our avatar? <laughs> yes. Yes. Exactly right. Exactly right. You don't
3: want the donkey to get too old, because it'll show on his face. That's
1: true. Well,
0: we're going to we're gonna have to have a little CGI no, aging No, I am forever. not de-aging this donkey. No. No, and I'll tell you what why. What if we just cut his hair really long? No, I'll like, tell you. I feel you. like that's how they do it in every movie. Like, the way to make an old person look younger is grow them hair, give them a okay, long
1: wig. This is specifically, like, specifically why for <laughs> this movie, you cannot de-age this donkey. Like, it- Kicking in particular is something that if you are too old, it's gonna come through. Like <laughs> like playing pickleball when you're fifty pounds overweight. Famous example of this, Robert De Niro in The Irishman, and he's Ugh. you know his character's been de-aged. Yes. There's a scene where he is stomping someone outside of a store or something like that, and you can just tell. De Niro can barely move his legs <laughs> up and down. And what even makes it more of a crime is Robert De Niro is one of cinema's greatest all-time kickers.
0: <laughs> he is good at he's it. He's yeah. great. Like, Goodfellas, yeah. that scene
1: where he's stomping out Billy Bats. Yep. Like, you can't have de-aged physicality. Like, it doesn't work. So Emily's correct about this. I think we we have to speed this along. We'll, we'll, we'll see. We got to we'll shoot it like we're assuming it's a hit. <laughs> I, I, it's going to be a hit. Right. It's as far not big, as the movie about a big my assumption.
0: Knee, it's gonna be fairly short. It's gonna be a replacement where they just go in there and put an apply they do knees, right? They replace knees now. That's a thing that yes. they do. I feel like I need <laughs> can you make me an appointment, Andy? I don't really call people on the phone. Would you mind making an appointment sure. somewhere for me? Yeah, no problem. Do you guys I,
3: like the AI photo of the uh of the chimp, chimp president?
0: It's so I'm assuming this is towards the end of his term because he's very gray right that we we know that presidents age you know dramatically during their times in in office and this bobo picture in a blue suit white shirt um gray beard bobo i i think bobo when he comes in needs to be young and spry and energetic and full of vision this feels like defeated seeing everything there is to see in the world of politics bobo it's also it's just it's very close up (laughs) like tight
1: close up of a chimp they look less adorable and friendly and just intense president boba looks intense
3: it, it determines the tone of your movie if this is the if this is the poster this is going to be a serious movie
0: do we have a name for our vice president have you named him yet
1: i, I mean i've always referred to him as the squirrely scheming vice
0: president okay this this could be the scene where he decides he's had enough from the scheming vice president he decides to go to work that this is when we go from lovable you know bobo who rides a tricycle <laughs> in, around the oval office to now he's got a tax plan <laughs> I, I feel like
1: this is the this is the turning point of yeah his story it, oh dark. look he can at some point make this face in close-up i'm just saying for a poster i think it's bad marketing i think it's bad marketing for a poster to have this as the face of President Yeah, you, Bobo. Want,
0: you want lighthearted on the poster. Right. You, want, well, <laughs> you want Bobo on the trike and you want the vice president in the back of the shot with his hand on his forehead. Like, you can't believe this is what happened. Here's the thing. The movie has
1: heft to it. It has gravitas. I mean, this is going to be the political satire, frankly, of any of our lifetimes. <laughs> but at the same time, satire doesn't necessarily have to be heavy in this yes. way. Like the. This feels more like angry satire. This is more just, I can't believe this is real life. We are where we are. Yes,
0: Yes. exactly. I think I understand. Do the Lakers get in? Because I, as we sit here, fifteen or excuse me, twenty-three games to go. um, We figure fifteen wins probably get you in. Fourteen is close, and thirteen, you're going to need a whole heck of a lot of help. Do you think they? Because. I, I can't give you the, well, they're going to win here, they're going to win there. I just feel like LeBron James, Anthony Davis, D'Angelo Russell, and just a, generally speaking, better class of NBA player as your supporting cast can get you to that number. I, I Maybe it's mathematically unlikely, but just the eye test, it feels like that's one of the 10 best teams in the league. Here's the thing. If you're asking me
1: to be rational about this and grounded, the answer is no because the math is so hard for them now but what we saw over those three games and granted it is small sample size theater they looked like a real team they and, and they looked extremely happy
0: to be playing together as a real team here's the i don't know if this is good news or bad news but here's the news here's what they have right out of the chute okay? okay these are the first let's call it eight let's see one two three four five six this is their first seven games Yeah, i know where you're going with this okay they got golden state on thursday mm-hmm. at crypto they go on the road for three against three teams ahead of them in the western conference dallas memphis okc three game stretch then they come home minnesota golden state again memphis again and then you got toronto and the knicks after that so that's one two three four five six seven eight nine it's nine games you're either on the way in or you're done. We're going to know by the time we get to the Knicks on March 12th, you're going to know whether this team is in it or not. Well, here's the thing
1: about this. They have a real opportunity because in so far as teams that they are directly chasing, in your next seven games, you've got two with Golden State, and we don't even know if Steph's going to be available for one, if not both of them. Yep. You've got Minnesota. You have OKC. Like those are all big swing games. Like the next seven games could actually determine their season, and like just determine how much of this math
0: is live. And and here's the thing, too, Andy. It's not just if you split all of these games, these eight games. You go four and four. That's bad. Yeah. You you, you can't just say, hey, we're better than we were. We, you beat Golden State once. You lose them to them once. You beat Memphis once. You lose to them once. This is bad. You you. Time is as much your enemy as the schedule is. And if you burn eight games off the schedule and you're still five games under 500, it's a wrap. You're you're not digging yourself out of it. That if you're going to get in, and I think that they probably will, if I'm just going by my gut, not necessarily by my brain, gut and eye test, you need to win, what, at least five of those first eight, and six would be a whole hell of a lot better. These These upcoming seven games,
1: like, all seven really matter just for their overall record, but in particular, the opportunity to get right out of the gate four teams that you are directly chasing, that's a really big deal. Like, that is a really, really big opportunity for them. They they have to get – like, those four games – those four games they have to win yeah like just from a practical matter they have to win
0: and they can't have another one of those games and I'm curious what Laker fans think 877-710-ESPN do you think they get in seeing the schedule knowing the time knowing the additions that they've made does it happen Eight seven 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 ten three seven seven six. 3776 that this is something that has to happen or can't happen I should say this idea of where they let one slip through their fingers. right? How many times have we had where they don't close out on a three or they they give up a three when a three – those those mistakes. What are they doing? Or they miss a couple of free throws at the end of the game. They have a blown defensive assignment at the end of a the game. These, these things that are preventable, not that you just get beat by a team that's better than you. If you go and play against Dallas and Kyrie and Luka kick your ass, all right, whatever. But if you go and play against Dallas and Kyrie and Luka don't do that and you're in a possession game down the wire like the last time that they played Dallas and you just decide for some other reason to give Luka a wide open step back three, there is no more, oh, we let one get away. That could be the difference between you getting in or not. There's something interesting, too, that I noticed
1: looking over their schedule. I, I actually, last week, we did... On the Lockdown Lakers podcast, which is available five days a week, anywhere you get your podcast, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. Can I ask a question? Sure. Is there a YouTube component? There is a YouTube component, Good. Travis. Like I had a feeling. We, the show can be watched yes. on YouTube or downloaded as an audio product or And it's wherever I get my podcasts. Everywhere you get your podcast. But last week we did a scouting report of Malik Beasley and Jared Vanderbilt with uh, David Locke, who's the voice yeah. of the jazz. On radio, and he's also the owner of the network. Yeah, great guy. Also my boss. Yeah. Great guy. Me too. But One of many. (laughs) One of many. Two of the last four games the Lakers play this season, including the last game, are against the Jazz. Mm -hmm. It's really interesting to wonder what they're going to be like at the end of the season because— They could be run up a white flag by then. They could be, Yeah, which could be a real opportunity
0: for the Lakers to have two of their last four, assuming— they're still alive. Yeah, to try to predict where either of them are going to be a month and a half from now, who knows? Yeah, the Lakers have back-to-back games against the Bulls who by late March, they may be done. I just want to throw something out there real quick, before then we'll go to Hey Did You See, very quickly. Warriors, Dallas, Memphis, two of those three on the road. You lose all three of those, your season's over. Pretty much. it's it, you, you lose all three yeah. of those games, and the Lakers basically have a, a hole in the side of their boat. Particularly the Thunder.
1: Yep. You have to win the Thunder game,
0: hey DGC. Coming up next, it's Travis Slee, and he's in for Slee on seven hundred and ten ESP. Were the raccoons back last night? No raccoons. Yeah, I think I saw. So you got problem. you got a good night's
4: sleep. They weren't um, distracting or bothering you last night. Not at all. Good so news. I got an idea for Gus. Uh, okay. What's called? Gus, what do you what do you think about Gus as a centaur? Huh. He could uh, shoot the basketball a lot better, and maybe people could relate to a human being as a face. <laughs> It's interesting.
1: I'm. We would probably need to focus group how the average audience feels about centaurs.
3: How are you not going off on Taylor? Because
1: this is a good idea, Emily. <laughs> no, I mean, when, oh, no, I know. the think thing mine. I didn't say it was a good idea. I said it needs to be focus grouped. I, I, I think that this is something to consider. Okay, I'm going to put out a, a poll at Cam Brothers. Do you like centaurs?
0: Yes <laughs> Does or Does no? he have a bow and arrow with him the entire <laughs> time, or is he just playing hoop? Centaurs are the
3: scary.
1: They,
0: they're weird looking.
2: Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business. No matter what stage you're in, shopify.com slash network.
4: To a whole lot of other things. What do you got for us, Taylor? All right, guys. Did you see that New Mexico may become the first state to have an official aroma? So green chilies roasting in the fall could become New Mexico's newest state symbol. If California had an official aroma, what would it be, Andy? <laughs> weed. <laughs> Especially around, right where we're sitting I mean, right I'll now. I'll tell you right
1: now, that would be the LA Live <laughs> guess, parking garage. <laughs> yeah, the East garage at LA Live
0: has a very specific smell. I mean,
1: I, I'll tell you right now, I, if I'm really
0: answering this honestly, it's weed. It's you smell it everywhere in the state. It's a really good answer. Um, I, got a, I got a couple, kind of similar to where we are right now. Bacon wrapped hot dogs cooking on one of those flat tops with the onions and the bacon and all that. That is a very distinct good good and pleasant aroma to it. If we're going like more generally speaking, California like agriculture vibe to it, I don't know if this is just me and where I grew up and where I went to school and everything. But eucalyptus has an incredible association to me with the California coast because in Santa Barbara, in Santa Monica, places where I've spent a great deal of my youth and young adulthood, there's tons of eucalyptus everywhere. When I was out at Riviera last week, there's a million eucalyptus trees out there Um any, and especially when it gets a little damp and wet, it has a very distinct and, and very pleasant, in my opinion, aroma to it. So maybe if we're not doing a food scent, I'm going eucalyptus. Let's not overthink this. It's weed. It's weed. Yeah. I. I, I that's the best answer. Emily, do you have one?
3: Um, I, I can't really argue with weed. I, I, <laughs> it's a really, or like exhaust from cars, maybe. Uh, not that's but, actually
0: pretty good, too. Yeah, I like that. Weed exhaust
4: and eucalyptus and bacon. It's potpourri, basically. <laughs> wow, that is quite an aroma. All right, next up. Did you see that respondents of a survey were given a list of forgetful moments and asked to select which they find the most embarrassing? So 32% of people believe forgetting someone's name is the most embarrassing blunder. So, are you guilty of forgetting names seconds after someone just told you, and how do you combat this issue? Travis. Yes, and ask again. And, and I would not put this on my list of embarrassing
0: blunders because I'm bad at this. I, needed, I need to learn somebody's name at least four or five times before it's going to stick, and, and occasionally more than that. And it's one of those, you just have to own it. That if you're honest about it and you just kind of say, I'm sorry, I know you just told me, but... Tell me again what your name is. The The first time you do it, it's fine. Maybe even the second time. Now, you can't do it three times in a half an hour. That's pretty rude. But yeah, I, I just ask again. You just told me your name. What, oh, yeah, Dave. Nice to see you, Dave. My bad.
1: I am so bad with this, and I never let on. Really? I just go for it. Like, there are people that i've worked with in professional capacities whether in this building or oh, really people at you know go on <laughs> other writers other radio people also, i don't know their name you don't like go with that years. thing
0: where like let's say you run into somebody over at uh, crypto right that you know has covered the lakers you know you've run into just say you know i'm so embarrassed but i know you've told me but tell me your name again nope. you're not going to do that nope i maintain the lie <laughs> That's what I do. If he says, "Hey, Andy, good to see you," your response is, "What's up, buddy?"
3: <laughs> also, like in the press box, do they have like names and stuff? Yes, yes, that I tags. That's, sometimes try that's to spy. helpful because you can tags. you can go like, "Hey, I," because that's what I do for Rams games Sometimes if I forget people's names, I'm like, "Oh, yes, this is this is who you are." Here's the thing,
1: if you're super friendly enough, they just assume you know they're- Yeah, name. that's why you got to ask the once you don't know. No, oh no, you maintain. You, the go, lie. <laughs> look, you can't
4: go three weeks of seeing them every, every game. Year.
0: Three weeks try ten
1: years.
4: <laughs> yeah, that's bad.
1: Three
0: weeks
4: sitting that's on my head. Call a man or dude, whatever. Yeah,
1: I, man, I do dude, think it's buddy. kind of a
0: weird power move too to never remember somebody's name. I know it's not done for that purpose, no. but it oddly is. Especially I know you remember mine, but I haven't gone to the trouble to try to remember yours, Simpson. <laughs> I don't <laughs> Hey there, Grammy.
1: <laughs> I don't think of it as a power move. I think of it as an indictment of me. <laughs> But
4: I don't correct it, <laughs> Emily.
3: So, what was the question again? Like, what was the phrasing?
4: I just asked if you have this problem and how you combat it. If you do,
3: uh, I have. I'm getting worse and worse at it over time. And I just, yeah, I do the same thing. Where it's like, hey, bud, or hey, whatever. I unless they are someone who consistently shows up in my life, I don't really bother to learn their names. Necessarily. See, she's power moving it. So it's it's if they're gonna be there a lot, then I. I usually ask or I ask someone else in the crowd. So like, you know, for example, if it's a new person at work, I might ask, hey, Amanda, like, what's her name again? So that I know the situation.
4: Okay. next up. Did you see that a California university is considering using a floating barge as a dorm due to California's housing shortage? Students at Cal Poly Humboldt call the barge uh, a prison boat. (laughs) (laughs) So how do you or how long do you think you could live on a boat, Travis? zero days i am not a uh you i'm not a, i don't
0: get seasick i just have no interest or desire or look if it was docked in a marina maybe like if if i were on a boat and then it just i just went in there to sleep at night perhaps but if this thing is somehow anchored offshore even by a little bit i'd go stir crazy it would feel like a prison boat i am not a boat guy i i will anybody that's listening if you want to invite me out on your very fancy boat for the day i'm in if it's a succession type boat yes but if this is a hey do you want to just go spend a a day or two on the boat floating i'm hard pass on that yeah that that seems like a weird lifestyle like living on a barge
1: (laughs) as a college kid i think the parties would be off the hook Maybe. I, I suppose they could might be. might fall in the water. Yeah, it's like yeah, more dangerous I, the long term. That's, that's a safety hazard just waiting to happen. <laughs> if I wanted to join the Navy, I
4: wouldn't have gone to college. Right, you know exactly. Then I, mean? I would join the Navy. The parties exactly. just need
3: lifeguards. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you yeah, one more? I do. Did you see that Americans were asked which time period they believe has the best music? So among U.S. adults overall, the 70s and 80s proved to be the best decade for music. So Andy, what's the best song of the 80s? Best song of the 80s? Wow. Off the top of my head. Jeez.
1: Um. Purple Rain's a pretty damn good song.
0: Purple Rain is a really, really good song. It's great. I, I'm not, I'm you're gonna think I'm fully, you know what? I swear to you, that's what I was gonna say because I don't know. I, I'm just going back to an album or two that I owned as a kid. I had Purple Rain. I remember that one. Um for for me. Of uh, being of that era, there there feels like there has to be some sort of hair anthem in there as well, like some sort of Motley Crue song that that comes in there. I don't know if it's Wild Side, that might be like from the <laughs> the '90s or something. But I'm not a music critic. I'm just going on what I know as a kid, and that was something. That you're not to be a music critic,
4: and
1: you're throwing out Motley Crue. Motley Crue. Yeah, out. exactly. Exactly.
0: I saw Vince Neil nearly hyperventilate trying to sing at Honda Center a few years ago. That was fun. <laughs> He couldn't catch his breath. In the first chorus of the song, he was already doing that thing where you put the mic out to the crowd. So you're tired and you can't you, see uh, Yeah, he's out of breath. He'd already jumped up and kicked the air one time. He was basically done. <laughs> no help. Yeah, basically. And Mick Mars was ossified over in the corner. He
1: is lucky to be alive yeah he's he's still hanging in there mick mars and Nikki six did some living and tommy lee yeah all all of oh them. yeah they all got it in yeah i mean when vince neal in retrospect was the responsible <laughs> adult in the room <laughs> your band did some living yeah, they got it they got it in
3: i like a uh, sweet child of mine and i want to dance with somebody so those Wh- are those whitney, are not whitney bad houston? nominees yeah whitney houston yeah. uh and then guns and roses
0: guns and Rose, those sure. are not bad nominees taylor as the musician in the group do you have an input on that one I think I'll go with Prince, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because here's the thing. Like, you also have to think about this. If you're representing the entire 80s, you can't get too deep cut about it. Because it's got to be something that people of the decade would remember. Like, you might have your personal choice for the best song of the 80s. But if it's like the B-side to some single and most people don't know it... That doesn't really
0: work rebecca black and friday that be, is that, is <laughs> that a good choice i Too think we should do 2000s. it. two thousands uh okay <laughs> she just missed her when she was past, she was uh after the the sweet spot but she would fit right in with the the rest of the musicians of the 70s and 80s shohei otani's agent is saying what we already know and it seems like everybody's listening but the angels that's coming up next it's Travis slee and he's in for slee on 710 espn